0: Hello, and welcome to the Roman on the League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In today's episode, we're going to be Washington football team centric with a preview of the upcoming free agency period for the team. The legal tampering period begins this upcoming Monday, March 15th at 4 p.m., with the new league year officially beginning Wednesday, March 17th at 4 p.m. as well. The team has almost 40 million in cap space with a good amount of holes to patch up. Coming off a division-winning season, they need to build off that surprise success with a strong offseason. So is all that being said. Let's get started. It all starts with the quarterback. Everyone knows that. You know, they have Kyle Allen now, after they tendered him yesterday, under contract, Taylor Heineke, if he signed the studio a few weeks back, and they have Steven Montez as well. Obviously, they released Alex Smith, so they do need a veteran presence in that r- room. I... Really don't think they're going to go into the season with those three guys. If they do, they must just really like Kyle and and Taylor to at least try to get this team to be as successful as it was last year. Um, they both have their upside to an extent, but neither, neither of them, I think, are going to be franchise quarterbacks. Obviously, Heineken he had a great performance against Tampa Bay, looked great going through all of his progressions, very mobile, but I do have to say I don't know if he would have had the same success if... Tampa Bay linebacker Devin White was able to play that game. He was out for COVID that game, and he's one of the best linebackers in the league. And I don't know if Taylor would have had the same amount of success. But again, don't want to take anything away from him. He had a great game against Tampa in the playoffs against the eventual Super Bowl champs. So the team can go a lot of different ways from quarterback. You know, obviously the the big fish is out there, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. And for the sake of this podcast, I'm not going to really dive too much into those two. I don't think those guys are going to get traded anytime soon. You know, Deshaun obviously looks like Houston's holding Pat. Russell Wilson, the seems like Seattle, might be a little more open to it. But still, I don't see that happening this offseason, maybe next. But, you know, the NFL is wild. We've noticed that the last couple years, especially in free agency and trades happening out of nowhere. So who knows? Both those guys can be gone. and But it seems like the team doesn't want to mortgage the future for those guys with so many fill, holes still to fill for this team. I'd definitely be willing to go after both of them. They're both top five quarterbacks in this league. But I also understand the team's mindset of trying to build around build around a quarterback going forward because obviously the quarterback needs guys around them to succeed and makes them who they are, except those guys like that, Russell and Deshaun, they're special. They don't always need that much help. So that's why I really if I was them, I would be willing to put in the conversation to get a deal done. But like I said, moving on, just because I don't know how viable of options those guys are for the, are for the Washington Bowl team. I think the number one guy you can look at is Sam Darnold. You know, that's going to be a trade. You know, the Jets seem to me, I think they're leaning towards like Zach Wilson. Pick at number two so I think Donald definitely is going to be available. I know the GM last week I think said that you know he really is taking he's open. He's open for business You know they're taking calls. I don't think they're actively looking to trade him But I think Donald can be got for the right price and you know I studied Donald pretty well in the 2018 draft pretty extensively That was the year Cleveland took Baker Mayfield so we looked at a lot of quarterbacks that year I really like Donald. He was my number one quarterback I really like his mobility. Was turnover prone at USC as well as he has been with the Jets. Something that I think can be rectified. But I put a lot of what happened with him in his first year with the Jets under the coaching circumstances. Obviously, he's had Gase the last two years, and we've seen what Gase has done to guys. And even his weapons around him have not been great. I think Jameson Crowder is a really good slot receiver. We've seen that during his time in Washington. But that was his best receiver the last two years. And you need other guys with that to have success. The offensive line was not great. Makai Becton is going to be a good pick for them at left tackle this past year, but he never had a good offensive line either. So, you know, guys, especially young quarterbacks, when they think it's all on them to make plays, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to force the ball, they're going to turn the ball over. It's just the nature of the game. And I think it's really showed up in Donald's game these first three years for the Jets. Really talented guy, even at USC. I know a lot of guys don't like Tony Romo of course being Washington fans but I had a little see a little of that in his game the way he's able to maneuver right out of the pocket and you know Sam has some athleticism he had that I think 40 yard touchdown run against the Denver Broncos just this season so if Donald's a guy I think I'd be willing to trade for for them if I was with the Washington football team you know I think uh, I'd be willing to give up a second and a fifth for him you know the big thing with him is that you would have to pick up his fifth year option which at that point if you're trading for the guy I think it's the right thing to do basically a 2 year deal You know, he's going to have a higher number, obviously, in that fifth year option. But, you know, if he has a horrible year next year, you could technically cut him after that year and only have to pay him that fifth year option. Obviously, hoping for the best for Washington that that doesn't happen. But they can, you know, the fifth year option is only guaranteed for injury. So, if he, like I said, if he has a horrible year next year, they could cut him clean, even, you know, even with picking the fifth year option this offseason. But that's a guy who the team should definitely be interested in. Next one is Marcus Mariota. I think a lot of fans have heard how the team isn't interested in the guy. His except that the the Raiders doesn't look like they're gonna be able to trade him now, all the escalators in his contract that get up to twenty million dollars, you know, because it seemed like it's pretty attainable for him if he is a starter for a team. So maybe the Raiders just want to get up get something for him and get like six or seventh for him, or more likely scenarios that they cut him and then you know the Washington football team would be interested in him at that point. And, you know, Marcus has him up and down here at the Tennessee. Another mobile guy. He was number two pick back in 2015. It was, I think it was, and he had a nice career at Oregon. You know, Mariota had some bright spots. Another guy that he had, he had some weapons sufficiency his first couple years, but he had some better guys. Except AJ Brown, obviously, last year. Corey Davis never really turned out to be amazing. Good, good football player, good receiver, but more of a number two. But uh, you know, Mariota. I would definitely give him a chance. Another, He's not too, I think he's 27 or 28 years old. If you can get him in free and see on a one year deal, have to compete with Allen and Heineke, I think it's a viable option. Next, I'm looking at Teddy Bridgewater. I think the Panthers obviously, I think it's no secret that they're trying to move on from him. They want a guy either in the draft. I know the Deshaun Watson talk has been pretty uh, rampant over there. So I think Teddy is definitely, days are numbered. Maybe not this year, but if they don't find a guy, but I think they're gonna try to trade up to get a guy in the top three. If they're not getting Watson, so Teddy's a guy that I don't, I don't think they're gonna get rid of until later. You know, like I said, toward, closer towards the draft, I don't think they want to get rid of him if they don't have another succession plan in place. But as a guy, I think Teddy would succeed here. I think Scott Turner was with him in Minnesota, so there was a rapport there. Everyone thought he, you know, he checked down the ball a lot, which he does to an extent. But he did, you know, throw the ball down the field more last year. Had nearly 4,000 yards. Had a good amount of weapons there with. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. So that's a guy that I think could fit here as well. But again, I think it it could be via trade, but they might cut him too. I I think a trade would be more likely for Teddy. Now moving on to the guys that are more going to be free agency-wise. You have Cam Newton. Obviously the obvious ties to the regime with Ron Rivera and Marty Herney. Cam obviously had a very bad year last year. I'm willing to give him a chance because New England situation was really bad. You know, he had no really weapons. Uh, Jacoby Myers was his best receiver. Nikhil Harris is another guy I liked coming out. He hasn't lived up to the expectations yet. So he didn't have too many guys join out and was hurt most of the year. So Cam, he did definitely still had a really good year running the ball. I'm not saying it's a team's number one option, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's the route they go. But a lot of reporters are saying that's probably probably not in the cards. So next you have a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, everyone knows Fitzmagic. He's gonna have some games where he lights you up, and he's gonna carry your team. But he's also gonna have some five interception games. So take the good or the bad with him. Another guy, I think is a viable option at a one-year deal. Next, you have Tyrod Taylor. Another guy that's a little more risk-averse. Doesn't try to. He doesn't throw many picks. Another guy that's a mobility that I know the team likes. He's been a starter, you know, for the last couple of years, on and off between Cleveland, Buffalo, and. He was going to start more for the LA Charger last year before that fluke injury where he was the doctor, you know, shot him up and collapsed his lungs. So it was a really tough break for Tyrod. But Tyrod's a guy that he can win games with because he's not going to turn the ball over, much like Alex Smith. But he's more mobile and another guy that I would think would be a viable option on a one-year deal. Jameis Winston is the guy next. A little more upside with him. I think he still can be a starter in this league. There's a lot of potential there. Obviously, we know the 30-30 season he had a couple years ago with the touchdowns, and interceptions. I don't think the Saints are going to let him go. I think they like him a lot. Someone they compare with Taysom Hill to see how that goes, replacing Drew. But James is another guy. I, I did have to pay a little more in free agency, maybe a little more long-term security for a two or three-year deal. But also, you got to see what did Ron and Marty Hurney think of him. You know, they went against him for multiple years in that division, so. They might have seen too much of him Like you know That's not the guy we like Or they think There's a sense of stuff there Like Lastly would be Jacoby Brissett Quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts Another guy He's about 27 28 years old He had a nice year In 2019 Before he got injured And that team fell apart The second half of the season And then obviously They brought in Philip Rivers for 2020 But he's another You know Semi-mobile guy guy i think would be a nice stopgap as well so i mean more options obviously this team i think needs to at least bring another guy at the very least to compete with alan heineke does seem that they're interested in um playing it out if they don't find their guy this year and just riding out with those guys to see if they can still compete in 2021 which to each his own i understand maybe they try to luck into a guy in 2022 trade up for someone or maybe Deshaun and wilson or so on the trading block then and they feel more comfortable going after a guy like that next i'm going to look at the playmakers I'm not going to really hit on running backs too much. I don't think they're going to go that route in free and see if they might go another guy in the draft in the fourth round area to maybe take on that Peyton Barber role. Obviously, I haven't been there. They really like Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick, so I'm going to focus more on the receivers and tight ends. Yeah, obviously, the moon receiver available after Allen Robinson and Chris Goblin were tagged is Kenny Galladay from the Detroit Lions. He's a guy I think would be a really good fit opposite of Terry McLaurin, true X receiver. Doesn't get a lot of separation, but is a really good jump ball specialist. You know, I think he is what a lot of Washington fans hoped to envision Josh Doxon was a guy that's big body guy, back shoulder jump ball. Didn't get a lot of separation, but a lot of guy that can just win you that jump ball and make good play, make big plays. You know, he had back back thousand yard seasons in 2018 and 2019 before being limited in injuries this past year. He had 17 touchdowns in that span as well. So he's a guy I think Washington should be interested in. I don't think they will try to break the bank for him. I just don't know if they're gonna because his. Mark is going to be pushed up now that he's the clear number one wide receiver available. I see the Giants or maybe Miami or even New England going after him, but he's a guy I would be interested in for the watch football team. Next, the number two option I think for wide receiver for them should be Curtis Samuel. The obvious ties between Ron Rivera and Marty Herney. I like that he's only going to be 25 in August. He's actually literally basically a year younger than Terry McLaurin. I know him and Terry have a good relationship. They're in the same recruiting class at Ohio State. Curtis had his best year this last year. You want to... In fantasy, you want to go after guys that you could see are obviously on the uptick, and Curtis is definitely headed that way. He had over 1,000 yards from scrimmage this past year, between receiving and rushing, over 100 yards receiving, 200 yards rushing. A guy that I know this offensive regime really likes versatility. Curtis would fit perfectly into that. Could be a definite number two receiver for this team. Could play in the slot. And he's he's, he's getting better. i really like his potential. And a guy that can really break open up this Offense and give him some more speed, which they really need. Next we be Will Fuller. He's going to be 27. He had a really nice year last year before he had the suspension. He had 879 yards and eight touchdowns in 11 games. He's a guy I like because I like his verticality. For verticality, I know this team needs to stretch the field more, and Will Fuller is one of his specialties. So I like him for this team. I'm not really worried about the suspension. It seemed like it was a honest mistake, at least is what I'm taking him at his word. He will be suspended for the first game of the year next year, though. But it's another guy that I think the team should be interested in. Next, you have Corey Davis. I mentioned him briefly when talking about Marcus Mariota. Another young guy. I think he's on the uptick. Had 984 yards last year. Missed two games. Probably clearly would have had 1,000 yards. Again, I don't think he's at number five overall selection. But I never thought he should have. He, I think he was overdrafted to begin with. I had a first-round grade on him, but I didn't think he was a top-five pick. Um, that was more of a down year for receivers, at least in the first round. So I think he just kind of got pushed up. So, but I think he's another true X receiver. It'd be really good to get Terry to move around more to play in the Y and the Z positions. So I think he'd be in a solid addition. Next, you have Juju Smith-Schuster, really young guy, only 24 years old. I don't think he'll be 25 till November. I don't think he is what that second year production was, where he had that crazy year of uh, thousand yards and almost 100 receptions. Actually, he might have over 100 receptions, but you know, the thing with Juju is the off-field antics. And, you know, that, that's kind of each his own. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's the number one because he has not proved that. Another guy that I think would be a solid fit with Terry, but I don't know how much of a locker room culture fit he is with Ron, with all the TikTok stuff. And, again, I, by all accounts, Juju's a really good guy. It just, just kind of brings more attention to the team that I don't know that they really want. So that's kind of, yeah, take that into consideration when it comes to Juju. And two guys that I think kind of like sleeper guys that I think we they can go after if You know, they don't get those top guys. It would be Josh Reynolds from the L.A. Rams. Didn't get a lot of run in L.A. with Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks there before this past year and Cooper Cup. He has a good amount of potential. I think he'd be a solid, you know, number three, number two option. More number three option. But a guy I think is a good receiver. And then Keelan Cole from the Jaguars. He had a really good rookie year and then a good year last year as well. Another guy that can get cheaper just to get some more bodies in that room that needs more talent. Moving on to tight ends a little bit, you have Hunter Henry, the top name. Really good player, but he's going to be expensive. I don't know how much they're going to go after him with Logan there. I think they definitely need more talent in that room, but I don't know if they really want to pay Hunter Henry that much money. Another guy, but another guy I think they should go after is John Smith. He had eight touchdowns last year, 26 years old. I think he'd be a really perfect fit with Logan Thomas. I think they'd work off each other really well, their skill sets are different enough where they can definitely be on the field at the same time. Obviously, those two tight end sets. If they're not, not going to be able to get any of those top receivers, they definitely go the tight end route, maybe pay a little more for a galley, Jono Smith. And then in Gerald Everett, who's a little bit like Jono Smith, not as explosive. Um, he's been a second tight end his basically whole career with L.A. Rams, so he'd be used to it, kind of working with Logan. I think he'd be a good player for Washington. Not as expensive as Jono, but I think he's a lot of potential that he hasn't got as much run in L.A., and then Kyle Rudolph is another name out there. I think that he's a little early 30s. Another guy you can mix and match with Logan. If you know, I think he won't be as much as expensive as those other guys. Maybe more in that Joe whatever range. A guy to consider. Moving on to the offensive line, obviously they tag Brandon Sheriff. Say what you want. I don't know. It's done. He's he's they franchise <laughs> tagged him. They can rescind it. I don't know if they should have done it. $18 million is a lot for a guard. Obviously a good player. The biggest thing with him is, I think everyone knows, obviously, his, his injury dependability. He's missed a lot of time the last couple of years. Obviously, when he's healthy, is a really important factor for this offense. But I think, obviously, for ADC, they can look at tackle. They definitely need some left tackle help. Cornelius Lucas was solid second half of the year. Jerron Christian had his moments, but obviously I don't think he's a starter in this league. So, obviously, the top one is Trent Williams. I don't know we have to waste too much time on him. I don't think he's coming back to Washington. Uh, Excuse yeah, me, Alejandro Villanueva from the Steelers. He's a good player. He's 32 years old. Him and Russell Coon kind of that same vein of you know, solid left tackles. You know, have to pay a little before for him, but you know, might be a good stop for a couple years. You got Daryl Williams from the Bills, another guy that was with the Panthers for a while, a lot of ties. And uh, he's more of a right tackle, though, can play guard as well. If they want to get some versatility there. And last couple of names, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz were just released by the Kansas City Chiefs guys both in their early 30s, Schwartz is more of a right tackle, Fisher's a left tackle, both coming off injuries, maybe you can get them at a cost-reduced price because of their injuries, Kelvin Beecham, another guy has been a left and right tackle throughout his career, 30, 32 years old, so a lot of guys you're looking at in the early 30s, probably more stock-get issues, you know, maybe that's a position they go more in the draft um, to look for, because I don't see a long-term fit here for this team at left tackle and for agency. Moving on to linebackers, I'm not really going to hit on defensive line. I think everyone knows defensive line is the strength of this team. I don't think they should be looking outside the uh, building to add any more talent. So linebackers is obviously the position this team needs. Ron Rivera has made it you know, no secret that he wants some more talent in that room. So there's some, two guys I really like for this team. Going to probably cost a little more, but really getting coverage. Had that good speed. They could play sideline to sideline. You got Matt Milano from the Bills. Guy that will just be 27 next year. He's had nice success in Buffalo, pairing with Tremaine Edmonds. So I don't think Buffalo is gonna. I don't think Buffalo gonna pay him for that because obviously that they they're gonna pay Jermaine, Tremaine Edmonds here in the next year or two. But Belano is a guy who was a fifth round pick back in 2017. He's Played really well for being a fifth round pick, and I think he's a good starter in this league. He'd be a really nice pick for Washington and playing a Shamar Dermis defense. There's gonna be some familiarity coming over if he was were to come over to Washington playing in a Ron Rivera, you know, Jack Oreo type defense. Next guy would be Jalen Brown from Tennessee. Smaller guy, foot 25, but had a really nice career at UCLA. He has had a really good re- career for Tennessee. Another guy that was drafted later in the draft, I think a fifth-round pick, if memory serves correct. Uh, he only played 10 games last year because of injury, but he still had 76 tackles at a sack and an interception in those 10 games. had nearly 100 tackles the year before. So another guy that I think everyone saw in the Super Bowl, what a good coverage linebacker would do for you, how they were able to neutralize the middle of the field with Travis Kelsey. So maybe a guy like Jayon Brown I think be a perfect fit for this team, and I, I really would like him as an ideal fit for this defense. Uh, KJ Wright's an older guy. He started two years old for the Seattle Seahawks. Really solid career. Would be a nice pick, another stopgap for the team. Eric Wilson, at tr- he's 26, coming off a breakout season for the Minnesota Bikes. Another guy you can group with, the Jayon Browns and Matt Milanos of the world. Had 120 tackles, three picks last year. Another guy, that'd be a nice fit for this defense. And then a throw another guy, more lower tier because of injury, but it's had some success. Briefly, when he has been injured, Alexander Anzalone from the Saints. He's played more middle linebacker, and obviously the team needs that. But you know, like I said I don't. I would try to maybe get more risk averse with him because he's been injured a lot. But he has some talent. And lastly, we're going to talk about the secondary because his team definitely needs some secondary help. If they let Ronald Darby walk, um, and even then they need some more help. Hayden Monroe is a free agent. That's a of production. I don't see of him coming back, but he did play more later down the stretch. So maybe they do have some plans for him. But I think Ronald Darby should definitely be the number one option at corner. He's going to get paid, you know, in the probably 8 to 10 mil r- range. He's only 27, just turned that in, tw- uh, in January. Local guy, I think he's been quoted as saying he hopes and prays to be back with the team. So I really think he'd be a you know good choice to bring back for this team a pair of Kendall Fuller. If they're not able to bring him back, they obviously need to sign someone or address a position in the draft. But... Obviously, we're talking free agency here. So you got William Jackson from the Bengals. He had a really nice career, but he had poor years this past year for Cincinnati. But he's a good player. You know, you got Sha- you got Shea from Seattle, another up trending player. He's had a really nice career for them. He had his league, well, his career high with three interceptions last year. Only 26 years old. I think he'd fit in the system too with their the Rio. But again, another more expensive guy. You got Jadobi from the Cowboys. Another kind of injury-prone guy, but he's a talented player from Dallas. Um, could play the slide-in outside. Another slot guy, you got Mike Cohen from the Steelers. Had a really, Another guy that was drafted late in the draft for the Steelers, but he plays mostly slot. But this team could probably use the slide. Jimmy than I think, is better on the outside. So if they want to, if the RB leaves, maybe they sign a slot guy, switch Jimmy out a little more outside. Um, so that could be an option. Then you have a couple older guys, like Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman, A.J. Boullier, um, all still solid players, not what they used to be, but if you know, another nice stopgap option if they're not able to bring back Darby. I think Patrick Peterson is still probably the best of those three, um, but obviously still not what he used to be. A guy that I like, um, kind of probably lower tier, is uh, Troy Hill from the Los Angeles Rams. He is 30 years old, but excuse, he came in the league a little later, but he still only played on one contract. He had three interceptions, two for a touchdown last year for L.A. That'd be another guy we wanted to consider. Even though he's 30, I feel like he's a young 30 because he, he has only played four years in the NFL. So that'd be a guy I would look at if I'm not able to get any of the top guys to replace Darby. But again, I think Darby should be the number one option. Moving to safety, you know, I don't see him allocating a lot of money to the position with how much they paid for Landon Collins. Um, you know, we'll see how he comes back from an injury. He didn't play well before the injury. I still have some faith in the guy. He was a great player for the Giants. He's not like he's old. He's only 27 years old. And obviously, he's coming off a tough injury, but I think he's still a good player. They're going to have to see what he has this year because I think they can cut him next year without having too much of a penalty. So, you know, if he gets back to what he was, it's only be great for this team. You know, him and Cam Kirill can be on the field at the same time. Cam, that they proved that in the first half of the year. Cam was playing the slot, playing a little linebacker as well. So they can make it work if it comes down to it. But, you know, they definitely still need a true free safety. Um... And guys like that, I mean, you have John Johnson from the Rams. He's more of a strong, but he played some free safety last year. He's only 25 years old, great player. Again, probably a little more expensive. Anthony Harris is another guy that can play a little bit of both. He's also 29 years old. Another guy is probably, probably too rich for him, considering how much they've paid for Lannon. The two guys I think to look out for is Malik Hooker, the safety from the Colts. He missed last year as a player, I think, only a game or two due to a uh, torn Achilles, only 25 years old. He's a really talented guy. He's a... You know, prototypical center fielder, free safety, deep range kind of guy. I think he's a really good fit for this defense as well. And I think maybe they can get. I think they can get him for cheap, coming off that injury. Maybe a one-year prove-a deal. He had seven interceptions his first three years. Obviously, he was gone this first for this past year. But you know, I think he'd be a really good player, good piece for this team. Another ascending player, being only 25 years old. So that'd be a guy I would try to look at, maybe on a cheaper deal if possible. And then obviously the another obvious Carolina Panther tie. You have Trey Boston. He's in his late 20s. He's been bouncing around the league the last couple years. He's solid free safety. I think I, there'd be no problem bringing him back and bringing him into the fold and having him play a little free safety for this team. I think he'd be a pretty relatively cheap option, so I think that might be the most real, you know, most realistic option for this team. But again, I think Trey Boston and Malik Hooker are really good free safety options for this team going into 2021. Well, with that, this will conclude the Washington Football Team Free Agency Preview. I think it'll be a really exciting week for NFL fans next week. IFF Washington to make some solid moves and maybe even a splash or two. I'm confident in this regime that they'll be prudent decision makers and not do anything that will hinder the team's future. They've set a pretty good precedent for that so far. You know, remember last year, an example, even if they don't get the top guys, they swung for Martin Cooper and it didn't work out. And they didn't try to get the next guy, whether it be the Rob Ransons or the world or wherever, but so they just settled and went for, you know, cheaper guys, quality players that so they got on shorter term deals. And they turn out to be steals like J.D. McKissick, Logan Thomas, Ronald Darby, Cornelius Lucas, all guys were solid contributors last year on shorter-term deals and turned out to be a great offseason for the team. So with that, thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. And see you next time.